This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Solve for Why podcast. This is episode 39. I'm on the road this week. Nobody's in the studio. I am in Texas getting ready for a, a big event at Champions Club in Houston. Christian is uh, still in his food truck basement, as best I can tell. Uh, you're doing all the prep work down there. So let's Hello, go. Hello, everyone. This is not a food truck, but it is a business. Um, I can't disclose the business, but uh, we're here. Dude, you're, you're getting pretty good at these intros, man. It's like, how many have you done so far? Like 10? Maybe. I I didn't plan on doing today's. I feel like I'm only supposed to do it when I'm in the studio. And uh, Andre hit me with it going to Berkey right as it was about to, to go. So I just kind of went with it, you know. It is what it is, man. Welcome back. We're live again. There's something about the poker aura right now. There's something like WSOP is like looming. A lot of tournaments are getting big. The cash games are getting big. Tom Dwan's playing on TV. There's some, I don't know what's going on, man. It's like, I don't know. Everyone's rich. Everyone is rich. Everyone is rich. I, uh, I've done okay, too, <laughs> I guess. Uh, all right, so you went to Florida. How was that? Tell, tell, us, tell the people a little bit about that. We saw that. WPT broke a record. That's good to see. We kind of expected it, right? It was like, yeah. not expected a record breaker, but we expected a big field. Um, people were like, oh, it's going to be big. America is fiending for poker. And we saw it. They broke. It was the largest WPT live field of all time. And they got to be happy, right? Those execs at, at the Hard Rock, they got to be happy. Those rooms were $400 a night. They were... <laughs> And it was sold out. So, and that that was if you booked early. It was five eighty six a night if you booked at the last minute. Plus sure. the resort fee. Plus you know you got to get a margarita while you're in there. And you know if you bust out early, you got to try to get it back at the blackjack table. So those execs, they're happy with what happened. You know what I'm saying? They're probably gonna bring the LPT back. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, yeah, I mean I knew it was gonna be big. I thought it was gonna be five million. In the prize pool, to be honest, uh, I figured, you know, getting somewhere in the neighborhood of like 12 to 1500 seemed reasonable. They blew it out of the water. Uh, it was a circus. You know, uh, I busted 1B right after dinner, uh, was able to re-register. I waited in line maybe 15 minutes. And then I had a three-hour wait before I could get back into the event. So I re-registered when blinds were... 400 800 i got back in when blinds were 1k 2k with 20 minutes left to play in the day and uh a 40k starting stack so it was a high value event everybody was firing um they did the best they could with the resources they had i feel like they were maybe a little bit ill prepared for the the mass turnout um but it's difficult to predict something like this you know i i think we all knew it was going to be a huge ordeal. Uh, I just don't think anybody could have imagined that they were going to get a thousand plus runners on the first day and nearly a thousand runners on the second day. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't predict a record breaking field, right? It's like, you know, it's going to be big. You hope that you're going to break your guarantee, but you're not thinking, Oh, I'm going to have the biggest field of all time. Just like walking mm -hmm. some sports, right? Like you're not, you're never predicting that. <clears throat> If they did, you know, those room rates would have been a thousand dollars. You know, they would, sure. they would they wouldn't have cut themselves a little short. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so the final table. I'm gonna. I know his name now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna be candid. I didn't know who the dude, the, the 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 gentleman in the yellow was, but I knew who he was. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, for example, I don't know his name. But I've seen this guy in every tournament, and he always runs deep. And I'm like, who is this guy, right? I'm like, this guy's been playing. He has been playing for, like, 40 years. Like, this guy's just – how many stories is this? This guy's, like, the Doyle Brunson of tournaments. And, like, I just see him everywhere. He has all the stories. Like, I know he has, like, one specific friend he goes everywhere with. Like, see, like, I know a little bit about this guy. Like, I've seen him around so many times that he only talks to one person. And I'm like – What's up with this? Who is this? Like, who is this guy? But now you're telling yeah. me his name's Teach. Let me before we get into that, like, 
Let's uh let's walk by uh the six players. So sixth place is guaranteed two hundred and sixty-one thousand seven hundred dollars, with first place looking like one point two six million dollars, as well as you know, your name on the WPT cup. There's a lot of freaking names on that cup right now. Was it, do they keep growing the cup? Like, what happens to that cup? Let's look at this cup right now. Yeah, like, it's just like the Stanley Cup. They keep adding layers. Man, this thing's going to be huge. For those of you listening on uh, on Spotify or, or, or something like that, like we're looking at the WPT P- Players Championship Cup. It's just massive, right? It's just like a huge thing. Like, do they give you like one to take home? Like, what? what is yeah. it? Because yeah, I, was small playing, version I remember of it. I was playing back in the day in Bobby Abudi's game in Jersey. And he had his thing. He had his his uh, championship cup in the game. I personally wouldn't run a game and have my championship cup in it because I don't want people to think I'm a pro champion or something like that. But he had it. I don't know how much he was raking, but it was pretty good. Anyway. Um, okay, so the players. You're going to have to excuse me for the first one. Sexton Stutton. I think he's American, but I'm not sure. Uh, he's going to be in C1 with 78 big blinds. C2 is Ken Aldridge with 27 big blinds. I believe that is Teach. Yep. Uh, C3 is Steven Snyder with 40 bigs. Viet Vo with 10 bigs. Good luck, fam. Albert Calderon with 13 bigs. They're fighting for the page up right there. Those two seats, they're going to be like, yo, you bust. No, you bust. Then Sonny... Uh, Franco with 80 bigs. So the best seat is definitely seat one. He has position. He has like tie for chip lead and he has position on seat number six. Yeah. So congratulations to all of them. Damn. 1 million, 1.2 million for the win. I thought they could have put more up top, to be honest. Um, not that one point, not that 1.2 million is anything to sneeze at, but you know, $7 million prize pool. It's like, we could easily see 1.5 there. And a little bit less of a flat structure. I like it this way. Uh, I think they should flatten, um, you know, one through, let's say, 27. I'll tell you the payout structure. Uh, 1.2 million, 900,000, 600,000, 440, 325, 260. Yeah, the only problem I have with that is the gap between first and second and second to third being so similar. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it should be a little bit flatter uh in, in those spots but you know nitpicking really yeah they're each like 4k um, or yeah, yeah around plus uh no about 300k but plus yeah wpt allows for chops um so that that kind of like eases a lot of the burden so what do you think they did right like the, like was it right place right time is it they did something right is it yeah uh, i mean this is kind of like a first to market type thing right like nobody's ran uh much of a major they like florida was kind of the first to test in january i guess uh when they ran a one mil guarantee that tripled the prize pool got three million in it massive uh that obviously demonstrated demand vegas then kind of uh piggybacked off of that venetian ran a 5k wpt and the win ran uh, a 10k high roller as well as a 3500 main both of those had pretty big fields, not record-breaking like this. People just don't travel to Vegas for the same reasons, I don't think. Uh, Florida is just such an easy stop as far as, like, getting all the major markets involved. Um, you know, it's easy to go to the beach in April, I guess. Uh, and this event's always big. They always do incredibly well. But, you know, at a time where there's nothing else competing against it, there's no Monte Carlo, there's no EPT, there's no west coast event that will pull people away or anything along that it's literally just centrally focused on the wpt in florida it's the one event and it blew it out of the water i wish that moving forward we saw more of this coordination um i know it's a byproduct of the pandemic right now but it's better it, it really is best for everybody right like it's easier for them to staff because there are just a plethora of dealers available there are no mid majors going on there are no WSOPs competing against it or, or anything of that nature, right? It's best for the players because now a lot of those people that would be grinding the mid-majors feel a little bit more inclined to take shots, to play saddies, to do whatever. And this becomes a focal point of the entire poker community, right? We can all turn our attention to one singular event rather than having a bunch of shiny objects distracting us all over the place where now nothing matters. The winner of this event is going to be 
you know, it's going to be a big deal to them. And it's going to be a big deal to the community. Um, the 25K crushed. Biggest 25K in Florida history. 140 people, I believe. Um, almost a million first there. Very soft field. Uh, the cream rose. We saw a lot of big names at the final table. I know uh, Brock Wilson got fourth. Um, I saw that uh, Sean Perry chopped it with Chad, Chad. Eslidge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we also, so, you know, these are all names. Yeah. yeah. These, we saw these are all live pros that we're familiar names, with. Yeah, yeah. There were some big names at the final table, uh, for sure. But I, I am excited to see what happens moving forward, right? Like, you are now in Texas, and you are expecting to run a tournament yourself uh, that you are a, I guess you would say, a sponsored pro in the tournament, a featured player in the tournament. Oh, the guest uh, host. A guest host in the tournament? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's so, called. And that tournament, I believe, is in the 1300 range. Yeah. Uh, with a million guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken. It reminds me of like when Chalkpot first popped off. Mm -hmm. You know, they just had like these random 1K, 3K events that were just advertised really heavily. I remember Maria Ho was like a big sponsor for Choctaw. Yeah. Uh, a few others. And they just blew prize pools out of the water. You know, just, they just, took that Dallas market, they took that Texas market, the Oklahoma market, they just all culminated and would just like pop off for three to five million prize pools. Right, yeah, Chocto was a big stop. It was a big stop mm -hmm. for a lot of players that were like trying to make it at the time. It was one of the best stops for them at the time. And they would play, they would get there early, play some of the, the cash games there too, because, you know, they were supposedly pretty good, pretty big, you know. Um, I have a funny story for this. I've only been to Choctaw one time. Uh, it was in 2012 right after I had gone broke. So I went broke in like April of 2012. And I guess this would have been like September, maybe. I had just been, you know, literally accruing debt and living like uh, month to month, just coaching people, playing a little bit of two five with my coaching winnings anytime I could. And my friend Berto was like, yo, there's this event in Oklahoma. It's too big to miss. I'm going to put you in it. I'm like, okay, man. Sounds good. At the time, I had like 4K to my name, maybe less. And he's like, all right, the money's in your account. Uh, book a flight, book a hotel, and, and get out there. So I go to book a hotel, whatever. There's nothing in the area. Everything's just sold out because this is 2012, and it's like the first time they ever ran an event. It's just massive. So right. I have to stay in Denton, Texas, which is like – Oh, my God. It's literally. It just, it just sounds like a place yeah. where it has nothing. Bro, it's it's a pit stop. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to describe it, right? So I fly into Dallas. I rent a car. I drive from Dallas Airport to Denton, Texas, which is like thirty miles, maybe. And then from Denton, it's like another thirty miles to Choctaw. So I'm like holed up in this like Holiday Inn, just like self-loathing, saying like you've done this to yourself. You deserve this. <laughs> no. No, uh, no fancy five-star hotels for you anymore. Like you're gonna be staying in the roadside inn, and uh, I'm just like there, ready to grind, you know. And I have my net worth on me at the time, so I go the first day. I play the main event. I lose in like some absurd fashion to like eight-four suited in I don't know, probably a three-bet pot, and I'm out. And I have one more bullet plus a thousand dollars for a side event. There's like a one-k turbo that's supposed to get huge. Yeah. Um, but I have my 4K. And uh, I'm good the first day. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to prep. Second day I go, same thing. Lose my bullet, some absurd way, whatever. Later in the day this time, go home, rinse, repeat. Come back for the 1K turbo, play it, and I'm like out immediately. Like literally first card or first hand off the deck, I'm just out. And I'm just like so bummed. And yeah. I walk past the poker room, and it's just flooded with people i mean flooded there's just like 37 to 5 games yeah like 10 5 10 so i do the responsible thing i'm like i'm gonna grind out two five with this 4k and i'm gonna like turn this trip into a net win and i look and the list is like 200 deep and as i'm about to put my name on it they call it a new 1025 oh no like, let's let's fucking go baby let's let's do it so i go and i sit i go and sit with case money because yolo and it's funny because nobody knew i was broke and like you know 
at this at this point i'd been playing for 10 years i'm pretty well known traveling the the circuit and whatnot and a lot of the guys in like the 10 20 sphere are guys that i play with at all the other stops like brigada whatever so i recognize like three or four faces the rest of them are literally just cowboys looking to give it away or whatever the case may be so i'm like okay let's you know they don't need to know i'm broke i'm just gonna play my game i'm gonna play good and everything call a three bet with jack 10 suited we catch the queen nine eight board oh we get in a raise on the flop. We're all in on the turn. I get snapped off by king queen. And zero percent. No, no, no. The oh. turn was a king. So oh. it's like queen nine eight king. We get it all in, and he just rivers the house. And I just, I just got to walk. <laughs> so I'm just like tucking my tail, and like I didn't have, I, I didn't have it in me to tell Berto that I just lost all of my money too. Yeah, I was so embarrassed. I just like couldn't possibly bring myself to tell him. I didn't tell him until the following summer after I had won a half a million. Yeah, of course. Like, hey, by the way, uh, last time I went. I'm like, yeah, remember, remember that nice, generous opportunity you gave me when you sent me to fucking Denton, Texas, to humble my ass, and I had to go play these tournaments, yada yada, on a free roll. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, I took my last 4K and I dusted it off in 10:25, and I was broke for the next six months. Super degen stories. That's crazy. It's so crazy, bro. There's a lot of shit that happens like that. Like sometimes, like you're you're you know one of our good friends. Well, you know there was a there was a a VIP that came into Vegas named Papa, and like the games were running crazy. And I remember you were in a game with one of our friends, and one of our friends busted, and you were like ready to like help him out with a loan, and he just like left one of the best games ever, right? Like, oh, I couldn't help. I had all my money on the table. Right, but you were surprised that he didn't even ask you, right? There was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were surprised. You're like, oh, why didn't he even ask me for a loan or whatever? And then like, bro, like three years later, like we're having like a random conversation. And he's like, oh yeah, well you guys didn't know is that I was dead broke after that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that makes a lot more sense now because that was a really good game that everybody was trying to get in. I played, yeah, in that game, we were playing 25-50, and the regs were just, like, playing way over the head. Like, they're 5'10 guys, they're just playing way too big. And Papa is this amazing human who plays 100% VPIP no matter what. Right. Um, and the game was actually 10-25. Sorry to cut you off. He was playing, like, big Baccarat. Not normal yeah. Baccarat. Like, huge, huge Baccarat for millions. Like, I went to PCA after after this game, and uh, one of the guys I was sitting with in the 25K asked me about Papa and the game. And apparently, like, he's a regular in Macau. And mm -hmm. he was just, like, kind of a nobody who ran it up in Baccarat, bought a sports car, and flew to Vegas. Guys, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, like, he was V-pipping, like, 100%. We were actually playing 1025, but we were playing crazy deep. Uh, Papa and I were, like, 60K effective. And I put the 50 on. And this is how scared the regs were. Uh, I put the 50 on. I had the Jesus seat. Papa was melee to my right. Uh, I put the 50 on under the gun, and it folded the Papa. Wow. He was like V-pipping 100. 100. So he limps. <laughs> he limps, and I check back 6-4, and it comes like uh, queen 5-3. He checks. I bet he, like, check raises me huge to like 800. But, like, we're 60K deep, so, like, you know, you're just never folding an open ender. Yep. I call. Turn is the glorious deuce. Wow. And he like bombs, I call, and the river's a brick, and he bets like, I don't know, like 10 into 10 or something like that. And I just rip for like 45 or 50 more. Right. And he just like beats me in with uh, what was like one pair. Wow. He just like had a, a bear queen. I play like 100, 120K pot in a limp hand, in a limp pot. There were some wild stories. There's a famous video that like I've been trying to find for like the last two years or whatever with one of the I don't want to say who it is because it's like one of the OGs of Vegas, like super OG. Like he's in every 10-20 game and fucking Bellagio every day. You've known him for years. Like he always has a nice shorty on his on his on his arm. He's Asian. But anyway. Maybe he gets it in with Ace 10 suited versus Kings. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened, but like he was begging. He he had the best hand on the turn. And he was begging to run it twice with Papa. He was like, he's like, I heard this. I heard this. Like twice. I've seen the video actually. Yeah. yeah. And and Papa doesn't. Papa doesn't know. speak in English. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Like like 
Like, let's go, right? And then he's like, two cards. He's like trying to tell him like the next two cards. And try explaining the next two cards in a split pot. Like, to Papa, it's not going to happen. So Papa's like, let's go. And they, Papa just drills it. And Papa's like, yes, yes. And it's just like, this guy's just devastated. Because obviously yeah. this pot is like, you're not going to recover from this for the next six months. No matter what game you're in, this is like a huge pot. And it's like, I need that video, man. I'll, if anybody out there has this video, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like Oaken sent it to us to begin with. Uh, okay. If Oaken has it, Oaken, I'll give you 250 If it's not Oaken, I'll give you 500 <laughs> Just because Oaken knows us, like, he shouldn't be charging us for this video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the pain is real. Dude, I need that video. It's so good. But, okay. So you're going to be playing some live streams. I heard rumor is 2550 Rumor is Poker Go is involved in some way. Uh, t- talk to me about that. Like, what do you expect? Like, do you expect people just lining up to play against the great Matt Berkey? Like, what, what's going on? So, yeah, Poker Go is doing all their streams. I think you can actually catch Day 1B right now on their YouTube channel. Saturday, I'll be playing 2550. I think Maury uh, is also going to be in the game as well as Dewey Tomko. Not sure, like, what the local scene looks like. I did have somebody reach out today. Uh, you remember the kid that we played with? Uh, the last time we went to Palm Social, I think his name was Eddie. He was just like a straight grinder. And he um, has like uh, he had like a sports car. No, 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 that's E. Okay. Uh, this this was like you <laughs> you gave this kid a lot of shit. Oh, I know. Uh, He's a fucking yeah, yeah. Like, of course I gave him shit. <laughs> yeah. You can't end raise in a game with three VIPs from under the gun. Like, yeah. come on, man. All right. Yeah. Kid because he took the shit. He, he took the needles really well, and, and yeah. I was like, I was going pretty hard at him, and I probably shouldn't have gone that hard, but like, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he hit me up, and he brought uh, like he, his own food to the game, and he's been raised. Nothing wrong with that. I've been there before, man. Yeah, but do you um, under the gun? No, no, obviously I five x. But he hit me up. He thinks that like we'll be able to get like ten twenty five, twenty five fifty every day. Uh, he actually asked if like you and Landon were coming, but you know, I told him that you guys don't. You guys are too big for travel. You know, this this isn't your shtick anymore. What day is the game? I'm like, I kind of want to stack this kid. <laughs> uh, probably tomorrow through Saturday. Maybe tomorrow through Sunday. It's not but out. yeah, it'll be a Champions Club. Uh, the tournament itself is a 1300, 1 million guarantee. I think it's going to go like way, way over. It has five starting days. Today was 1B. Saturday is 1E, I think. 1300 all buy-in. Uh, nice. Yeah, I think, I think it'll do well. I think it'll be like two or three million in the prize pool, to be quite honest. Wow. So what, this is Houston, Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, Champions, uh, I think it's Champions Poker Club. It might be Champions Social, I'm not really it's just sure. Tanky. But Like, if you live in the area, you know what it's called. It's called yeah, you know what it is. Like, you know what it is. It's like, if you lived in New York, it's called PlayStation. That's what it's called. Like, you just, yeah. you don't you don't go by the legal name. Like, it's just like, my name is Chen, that's Burke. Like, that's it. You just move on with life. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so there was a big announcement this week from Solve for Why. It was regarding, actually, it's been a little while now. Maybe it's been more than a week. It was regarding homeschool. So mm-hmm. it's a five-week program. Berkey starts it off, and I bring it home. In the middle, we have the new kids on the block. Landon, Nick Marchington. You know you're big when you're, you go by one name, like Landon. Like. Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of, you've already uh, escalated to a certain level of, of, of notoriety, right? It's like Ivy, Landon, Dirt, right? That's kind of a big deal, you know? Madonna. Madonna, that is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, okay, it's five-week program. Tell the people the price. Tell the people if you're a returning person, how much we're going to give you off, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's five weeks, three days per week. Somewhere between 90 minutes and two hours per session. So you're looking at, you know, roughly 30 hours worth of content. Uh, it's $14.95 for first timers. Um, any returning attendees, we are giving it to them for 500 bucks. Uh, for all returning attendees, you guys will get an email sometime this week. Uh, we're just worry, working on the automated process right now. So don't fret if you haven't gotten it yet. I've been getting a lot of messages like, yo, I'm trying to sign up. Where's my bonus code? It's like, it's coming. Relax. Um, so yeah, all of that should be sent out within the next couple of days for anybody interested and wants more information, just head to solve Uh, there's a lot of details there. Uh, you can also check out 
um, I put a tweet up with the actual syllabus, uh, which will also be emailed to anybody who's on our email list. So it'll break down basically what the 15 classes are, uh, who's leading each one, who's leading each week, et cetera. But, you know, the overall, I guess the, the overview of everything is just that it's going to start very macro with me. We're going to take a zoomed out approach of strategy construction week one. Week two is going to be a lot of data analysis with Hunt, looking at like flop aggregate reports, uh, things of that nature. Week three will be a lot of practical implementation uh, with Nick Marchington. Uh, week four will be Landon digging through some like more specific spots, looking at very common formations, you know, single raise pots versus big blind, single raise pots out of position, uh, three bet pots in and out of position, things of that nature. And then week five will be Christian kind of giving you the exploitative layer to everything, the the context of how all of this applies to the environments that you're currently playing in, particularly live. So yeah, I think there's a ton of value there. I think that it's going to be a pretty in-depth course. I'm pretty excited to, to get it going. And I like the way that we're able to kind of tackle it as a team. Everybody gets, uh, everybody learns a little differently. So you kind of get uh, a lot of variations on comparable concepts you know some of us will go a little bit deeper than others and some of us will go a little bit more macro some of us will go a little bit more micro so i I think that we kind of hit all the bullet points necessary yeah i'm excited about it i don't know about that discount man because like think about it if i go back to university right now they're not going to tell me like oh you've been here before you're fine don't worry the credits are like you know they're like a third of the price but like nah, i guess you know we're a very giving company in these trying times so you know Get a little give and take. And I, I also, I, I'm obviously joking. I do appreciate people being loyal to us and giving us another chance at, at like at this stuff and, you know, being happy about it, you know, so it's super cool that people return. So talking about a little bit of returning, Live with the Bike is back. One of the shows that made you famous back, Perky. Actually, it is the show that made me a more known person in poker. I had a famous hand once upon a time where I just like check raise the turn with ace queen and stuff like that it is back we did see a pretty wild hand as you can see it on the board right now where john who is a high stakes rag in the game flops quads and garrett goes running top boat and it goes like garrett that's pot on the river and faces a huge raise tanks for maybe like three seconds calls and he's taking chips out of the backpack Live on the Bike is back, man. It, it's it's good to see them back. Um, it is a little bit different right now because Ryan Feldman is no longer involved with Live on the Bike. There was a little bit of a thing going on, right? Like, we remember that on Twitter earlier this year. And he has moved to Hutzler, which is also in L.A. And they're going to have their own streams. And also, we are going to see, uh, or what we, what we are seeing, is consistent poker after dark action now, right? It's kind of like what you were saying a couple uh, pods ago that poker after dark is going to be consistent throughout the year, right? And and high stakes poker will be their exclusive. So mm-hmm. we have three consistent streams that people are getting. Sorry, two streams that people are very used to. One of them is not a stream poker after dark, but it's 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 a known broadcast. Um, and the hustler, which we're curious to see what ryan brings about with his new position and then we have like a bunch of other like little things going on we like every now every now and then i see like uh, on my twitter feed we see like some streams from texas with some nice numbers maybe we see a couple like you know other streams from other places best bet etc uh and the question is what is the state of cash game streams right because at some point i felt like it was an overload um people were like oh maybe we need some edited stuff and then uh, poker after dark decided to go go that route live with the bike i don't think we'll ever go that route it's just like kind of like this is their their game like they're pretty raw um and you know my my phone's always buzzing man 24 hours a day it's like what are you guys thinking you guys gonna bring back some cash game streams the poker out loud is gonna be streamed like what are you guys thinking over there i remember Berkey made a big fold versus justin young like what's up with that fold you know and so what are we doing? What are we doing? Are, are we bringing back the streams? Like, I don't know. I don't know. We might have to start the Patreon for the streams. Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely have the means to do it. 
uh, it's really just a matter of like if we can get viable lineups together consistently, and then also is the juice worth the squeeze for us, right? Like, is it worth us getting involved in that market, I guess, so to speak? Um, how do these, these how do these shows make money? That 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 is, they don't. <laughs> That's the thing they don't. Then I'm not a big fan. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, we have something at least to be marketing, right? But, like, the way the Texas card houses make money through their live stream is by increasing foot traffic. Right. Which is exposure, very important to them. Right. right. Yeah. It's like, exposure, like, this is this is a place that you can play. They get, the stream gives them a little bit of credibility, right? Mm-hmm. Which is needed because they're, 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 you know, it's not like they don't have the name recognition of a Bellagio, Right. Right. Or, so or, or like a massive building like like the bike. Whereas like you kind of feel like it's an established because it's just like a huge freaking skyscraper or whatever. Um, so, yeah, some credibility uh, in terms of for us. I, I It's interesting because it's like, OK, like what's in it? What's in it for us? Like it, it's like maybe we play people like the way we play. Um, maybe we do some interviews about some hands that we played, you know, that people might be interested in and like our thought process. And then like, maybe they sign up for self for why and things like that. Um, I mean, it's content, right? Like it's a lot of content that we get to produce. The problem is, it's just very expensive. Talk to people about the numbers, right? Because people always want to know about numbers, man. People always in my business, like talking about like how much this shit costs. Why don't you guys run a game every day? It's like, bro, like we can't just like, we can't just release poker out loud every day. Like it doesn't work. Like, yeah. like there's people behind the scenes that need a check. And I just, you know, crypto's doing good, but like chill. Like, you know yeah, I mean, to to run a single day live stream for us is probably, I don't know, somewhere between five and ten k, and uh, that's difficult to recoup just through marketing funnels, especially if we're doing it multiple days a week. Uh, to run a single episode of, or to create a single episode of Poker Out Loud, I think the budget per, f- I think when we film Poker Out Loud, the filming budget is like twelve k for two days. And then each video is like eight hundred bucks to edit, right? So call it take. Yeah, call it a thousand. So it's yeah. like twenty five k for a season of of Poker Out Loud. So for twelve eps, we're paying like two k per ep, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, like that stuff adds up, especially because like Poker Out Loud is something that we we just run all year long, right? So we are gonna have fifty two or. You know, give or take. We'll, we'll have like, like you know, it, we're, we also have to pay the, you know, the players. Like we're, you know, we're right. one of the few people that actually pay the players because they are helping us create this content, right? So yeah, yeah. call it like a 15K, uh, 15K for, for Poker Out Loud. Like, listen, you guys want to see Poker Out Loud? I'll be there, man. I'll take seat number three, but we're going to need this Patreon going. Like, you know, we're going to need, Ber- you, you want to see Berkey landing? You want to see... All these people in the mix, you know, you a lot of people were talking about, oh, yeah, like, you know, this was pretty fly. Like, you know, we had all these vloggers and people are holding top two like crazy. And all right, man, fire it up. Fire it up the Patreon. I'll I be- mean, we don't need a Patreon. We just need people to subscribe to the site, which they've actually been doing. I, I, I mean, I, I can't be more thankful for how well this first month went. I'm actually like very astonished and a little bit humbled at the support that we received after increasing our price back to normal. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really nice. Like most of the very, very few rate was really nice. Like it was, it was like pretty incredible. Obviously people are, and, and uh, the support is just like really, really nice to see. And it, it's kind of one of the things that I, I told you, like maybe like a long time ago, it was like, Hey man, like we'll just keep, we'll just keep churning. And one of these days, like things will go well, you know? Uh, and and here we are, Bitcoin at over fifty thousand. Berkey's playing. Berkey's a sponsored pro, and uh, we have a podcast. That, you know, he blurs out the people in the back. You know, all all all, all the rich people in the back. I think I saw you know a little bit of Mark Zuckerberg or some shit in the back. Like, I don't know. I mean, you gotta blur them out. You can't be on this podcast. You know. Okay, so we're kind of like Nostradamus of poker right now. Hmm. We were like, oh. Who's going to launch the next 10K tournament? Because it feels like it's coming. And you were like, oh, it's coming for sure. And then we were trying to locate which was the best one, right? And the only part that we got wrong is that we thought that it wasn't going to be in Vegas. 
We're like, yeah. it's not going to be Vegas because it's like, it's crowded, right? But then the wind said, no. F all that. We're going to run a 10K buy-in, 10 million guarantee, and we're going to go for it. We're going to go for the throne. We're going to call it the wind millions, and the tournament series is going to be uh, between May 27th and July 13th. And this is a big deal. Like, it's a huge deal, right? Like, we kind of were predicting that the market was asking for something like this. Their timing is incredible. And they just said, let's go, right? So I said it wouldn't be Vegas because uh, I didn't think that there would be a great time for it. But doing it three days before the online uh, WSOP bracelet events is genius. Yeah. I I think that, like, it's just going to crush. I do have concerns about where they're going to have everybody. I think people forget about that final day in a multi-flight event. Right. Like when the value's there, when they only have like five million in the prize pool after the first four days of registration, you know, you need 500 players that last day and you're probably going to get them. Yeah, I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get the guarantee, man. I I think that I think that it's a big guarantee. Listen, man, I'm going to be buying action because if you put a 10 million guarantee up, there's a. Probably a couple online regs that are pretty good that are playing $50 tournaments that might do okay in this tournament. Like, there's a couple regs that play 109s on ACR that have nice graphs that are not cheating. I mean, and, we know we know that this is viable, right? Uh, the the five diamond gets close to 10 million in the prize pool. Yeah, but it has name recognition, right? It's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Like, there's a brand new tournament. Um. I'm excited for it. I, I, I'm I'm gonna play this one. 10Ks are gonna bring me out. Wow. Wow. I was just talking to Chance about how uh, it's unfortunate that you retired from tournament to play. Yeah. Well, Chance has done okay with my cash game action lifetime. I think he'll be okay, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the 10K. Sometimes I feel like a fish out of water, man. It's like it's like what is this 30 big blind? I'm gonna play it. It's hard to win, man. It's hard to win. I saw a tweet from Landon saying it's hard to win. What a guy. What a guy. He just won a tournament. <laughs> He's like, oh, I finished 13th. It's so hard. Poker's so hard. I'm like, what? Like, I mean, he got it in pretty pretty clean. The old nines versus nine seven. You know, I saw another tournament, another one where he like got it in like tens versus like fives or something, and he just like lost also like. 20. Oh yeah, the twenty five k that was brutal. Who was it against? Um, he's a Bergata rig. His name's Tony. He won a WPT, I think. I can't think of his last name. Not Tony Gregg. No, not not <laughs> Tony Gregg. Um. Okay. So we expect big things from from that. I think that series will be huge, yeah. Um, I'm trying to skip most of it, though. There's also it- there's actually some 10Ks running that are going to be running at Venetian. So I saw the Venetian deep, the deep stack uh, series. It's like a huge, like, month-long thing starting, like, next week, right? Okay, yeah. And they have, like, 10Ks in the mix. They have 5Ks in the mix. It's I don't think those will do well. I don't think so either because they're not promoted. Like it's like yeah, it's a bad time. Uh, I like just trying to target the local Vegas economy isn't good enough. You need people to travel for this shit, and nobody's traveling for Deep Sacks Venetian event that plays those stakes. Right. So you're just gonna see, you know, the the regs, right? You're gonna see Fox in. You're gonna see Ollie. Yeah. You're going to see like a, you know Sean Perry. It'll it'll Sean, get hundred people. Look, Sean Perry's having a freaking sick like the last two months, man. Yeah, like, he's on a heater. Like, what the hell? He had Aces versus JRB and just went, like, crazy on high stakes poker, won all that money. Then he just, like, ran and won all, like, the Aria high rollers. Now he's playing all their high rollers. Like, okay. I he won that. Aces versus Aces to give you an idea of how he's doing. Oh, that's a good life. That's a good yeah. life. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Kerry Katz, you know, the, the ultimate Aces versus Aces winner of all time. Uh, that's true. What a, what a life. Okay. Talking about poker out loud. For those of you that have never watched an episode, I have no idea what the hell we're talking about. What what's poker out loud? Like, what is that? What does that even mean? Like, poker out loud? Poker is supposed to be quiet. What are you talking about? I'm gonna play a little clip 
show you guys a little bit of uh, what we're talking about and uh, give you guys a little bit of inside scoop. Once live does reopen, I think we may see a larger gap than we have ever seen in the past between pros and amateurs. And we have five people in a lineup who regularly play 50, 100 or larger. I think this is one of the only spots in poker you can profitably cold call some three bets. Yeah, this is pretty new. I haven't really seen Jim and I do this and we've played a lot together. Does Landon ever put in money as a bluff? No. Okay, got it, thank you. We're gonna get to see them have their feet put to the fire, right? And we don't necessarily know or can't anticipate how you react when you don't have an answer. Again, we're in a spot where we are quite high up but it's also super weird for Jeremiah to have a bluff here. I like how Landon throws his money into the pot. Like, he thinks that I have such the utmost respect to him that I'm not gonna raise his ass. And he thinks I'm a fucking psychopath. Like, this is a very clear jam versus anyone, and especially versus Matt. There you go. Oh, I must be winning. <laughs> okay, so that is Poker Out Loud, and most of you have seen this, this part already, but I do wanna talk about the sister product of Poker Out Loud, which I think is one of the more interesting and exciting things for me this, this round and what I've been like keeping my eye on the most, which is on second thought. That is where we take the thoughts of the players, marry it with the solver outputs, and are able to kind of like take their thoughts and node lock some of, some of the, the features on the solver to give us what the solver would do in that situation. And we have showcased that a little bit, but tell Berkey, tell people a little bit about On Second Thought, which I know you're super excited about this time. Yeah, I, I mean, it just gets better each time we do it. Um, you know, production's getting a little bit more used to, uh, I guess, doing or creating the template, so to speak. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of frustrating because, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but the first half of this season of Poker Out Loud, I just mashed. Uh, a lot of it was just like me running pretty good. Um, so unfortunately, like when we do these reviews of On Second Thought, uh, it's it's largely hands that I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. um, but from that perspective, I'm really enjoying it too because you know I'm basically doing the host hosting gig. Uh, I, I'm I'm like scripting, you know, the review sessions and stuff like that. And Hunt and I are collaborating together to go through like all of the uh, the solver uh, material. And man, yeah, it's just getting like really good. Like this this episode that just launched today on the site is uh, from episode number two, I believe, of Poker Out Loud this season. Uh, it's, it's a single raise pot for, uh, where I defend Jack 10 out of the big blind versus Chris Komblinka's uh, ace deuce of hearts. And things go a little haywire pretty quickly. So I, I think it's really a great learning tool in being able to go back through and see where our real-time strategy is good and see where it's flawed, um, but also see like how we can correct for those flaws. So, um, you know, whenever you go back through and, and hear my analysis uh, during On Second Thought, you'll see that like both Chris and myself made mistakes, but number one, it was very clear where the mistakes came from. Uh, so for instance, uh, I chose to check raise Jack 10 on 853, I believe. Yeah, that was the texture, H853 rainbow. Uh, and at 200 big blinds, that's just not a thing. It's just a pure fold. But at 100 big blinds, Jack-10 does uh, a reasonable amount of raising, like a non-zero amount of raising. It's some, somewhere between like 15 and 20%. Uh, Jack-10 actually does some raising. So having studied this spot at 100 blinds, I anticipated certain things from Chris that aren't true at 200 blinds, and I reacted in a certain way that isn't correct at 200 big blinds. Um, and the same thing for Chris, like as he's navigating each each node, he's trying to basically problem solve in real time. And though he makes some errors along the way, he also corrects those errors just through very logical deductive reasoning and, you know, utilizing what he understands about game theory principles uh, and things of that nature. So it's kind of cool to see both players misstep a little bit, but uh, each ultimately arrive at pretty reasonable decisions where EV isn't lost uh, all that much. So when do these uh, On Second Thoughts come out? Uh, every fourth Monday. So we do three episodes of Poker Out Loud and then an episode of On Second Thought. So for every season of Poker Out Loud, we'll have four uh, episodes of On Second Thought. Man, I don't know. We're going to have to have a group meeting about this price. Because it sounds pretty good. 
You know, sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. I would pay 50 bucks. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I would pay. As long it. as we got you, then we got everybody. That's how you know you have a stamp, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've been very picky lately about who I've listened to, and I've been listening to you on the song second. Just going to tell you right now. One last thing. Oh, there he is. Getting little kudos from Fader Halt. If you guys are all listening on on uh, on Spotify, Fader Halt is there giving kudos to Matt Berkey on the On Second Thought. As you see, On Second Thought, a uh, little solver coming around uh, on the screen. Let's talk about High Stakes Duel. Be our final topic before we wrap up. Round two is set to begin next week by the time our next vlogcast comes up. It's very likely the two have played. It is Daniel Negreanu versus Phil Humuth. The first round had a lot of buzz. You know, two of the biggest names of poker history colliding. I see Phil Humuth talking about his upcoming Nike commercial. You know, he, he's he's up there. He, he, Who is this guy? This guy is bro. Did you miss? Did you miss him coaching one of the Kardashians? Like. I don't know if you saw. Did you see that? No. Bro, it's like a famous photo. He's coaching the Kardashians, like literally. Mm-hmm. He's there, like, okay, I'm gonna coach, you know, the Kardashians today. And they had, you know, the Kardashians there. He was going through all his thing, and like, yeah, they were having a blast, man. This guy's a let. You know, we make fun of him. This guy's the one of the greatest. Bro, Daniel, you better step your game up, bro. Like, this guy's coming up hard as the greatest ambassador of poker's ever seen. Like, yeah. this guy is next. He's going to be. He's he's chilling with Bill Clinton. He's got, he's coaching the Kardashians. He has commercials eating burgers. He mm. has five different meals. There it is. Boom. Bro. That's not a Kardashian, is what it? What are you talking about, bro? I don't that's think that's a Kardashian. A Kardashian. Right, there, right to his left. I mean, to nah. his bro. Nah. That's not a Kardashian. Bro, I will bet you infinite money that's a Kardashian. Like, like I, for sure, bro. What are you talking about? She Which was married one? to Lamar Odom. She was married to Lamar Odom. Oh, Chloe? Yeah. She looks she looks very different now. Well, yeah. I mean, she's she's stepped her game up, bro. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> she's years in the game. Like, she lost some weight. She's making more money. She's getting coached by Phil Hum. Okay. She's trying to play some 25Ks. She's mm-hmm. trying to get in the in, in you know she's trying to play against Rick Solomon. Right? Are we all, bro? All I'm saying is that this man is making moves. He literally was on a podcast and said he's on the road to being a billionaire. Billionaire. That is wild. He has all billionaire friends. He My just friend. played. He just played fifty a hundred poker after dark and sat there with fifteen hundred dollars for like three quarters of the show. How about the time that he asked to sell half his action on high stakes poker? You're about to be on the road to being a billionaire. How's he on the road to being a billionaire and being that nitty? Bro, maybe that's the road to being a billionaire. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but like this man is doing something right. He's in all the freaking good spots. He's in all the good spots. He's talking about all like like sometimes I listen to the all in podcast with Chamop and they're like, yeah, we just, you know, do Phil Hummy the bone. And he now he's in there too with us. And like he's in the funding round. And I'm like, got his beak wet. I'm like, yo, yeah, he got his beak wet. It's like, how is Phil Hummy in all these good spots, man? Coaching Kardashians. He's in all the all the funding rounds. He's in series A. He's not even in like series B and C and D or E. He's in series A. Like he's just like in, right? Yeah. He got like five different sponsorships at Aria restaurants. He's just like whatever he eats during high stake duel, it's only it's comp and probably getting food. He got Sour Patch Kids with his name on it. This guy's next. He's gonna have Wheaties bots. Like what's uh, going on? What? Yo, I mean, this, honestly, God bless him. Agent. He's doing it right. Dude, you gotta talk to Tom, man. You gotta talk to Tom. Like tell Tom, like listen, I need the I need the help you feel. Like I need the help. <laughs> I need the home youth service because yeah. where's your Wheaties, bro? Where's yours? What's up? Like you gotta get something. You got it right here, like a little sour patch or something. Like it's cool, man. I, I I won't say you sold out. I'll be like, yo, we got bitch. a lot of work to do. That's all. We just we you know we got a lot of work to do. Be like, yo, Berkey, get your bag, bro. You got the bag. Get the bag. You know what get the bag means? It means get your money. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so. I am expecting a nice show. 
And uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm happy about it. I, I'm, I'm hyped about it. And um, let's see what let's see what they bring. And I'm I'm gonna watch. Are you betting? Are you betting? It's like, how do I bet against the guy that's just like everything's going right for him in the world? Uh, I wouldn't bet against him. I love Daniel. I, I consider Daniel a friend, and I wouldn't bet Daniel if you if you gave me half the money back. I need Daniel to fucking shove. If he has Queen Ten suited on the button with ten big blocks, I need Daniel to shove. I don't need no. He, you should have, you should have heard him at Poker After Dark. Just like he's so confident that Phil can't win. And he's so certain that he just got unlucky in the last match. But, like, I've never been more sure that, like, Daniel doesn't have a shot. It's just, like, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I think that we are – I think the, all, the, all the viewers are, are excited to watch this again. It's, it's It has to be – if I don't know the Poker Go numbers, but this has to be one of the most watched co- pieces of content they have just based on the two players that they have uh, going on. With all that said, I'm really, I'm really hyped um, about everything poker right now, man. It's just a really good time to be a professional poker player. It's a really good time yeah. to like, play poker for fun. It's just like, it, it, it's, it's really, it's a really blossoming time, you know? Crypto, baby. Crypto. It, 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 it is amazing. Time to get your beak wet. It is time to get your beak wet, you know? Be careful out there. Don't use crazy leverage. You know, just like, just just relax, okay? Like, don't put money into, you know, stuff you don't know. Just be careful out there. Dogecoin is not what you think it might be. This isn't financial advice. This is all entertainment purposes. Dogecoin is a meme coin. Like, what are you doing right now? This is how much money we have. Like, like what's going on, man? Like, I go. Yo, Cuban is pumping Doge. Yeah, he's selling. He's selling out stadiums with Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, man, we got a bunch of Dogecoin now. I mean, people, everybody, everybody's paying with Dogecoin. It's like, so you guys are just like investing in Dogecoin, waiting for it to pump, and then just like buying season tickets. It's like, <laughs> yes. boom. You know, Mark, Mark, I don't know what's going on, man. Listen, I'm excited about it. I, I'm ready to freaking fire off. I don't know, man. I might just take, you know, a small six figures and just be like, lever this up all the way. And hope Bitcoin goes to 100k and I'm never looking back. Cheers, everyone. I hope you all have a blessed evening and we're out of here.